we have asked Brother Judah Williams to preach tonight. And there's, there's a reason for that. Um, we love this family. They love us. And, but they didn't take a wrong turn and just show up here. They're here for a very, very special reason this week. And uh, all of us are celebrating that reason together. But I just felt it was so appropriate, given the unique circumstances of this week and this occasion, to have this good young man uh, preach for us. How many remember, I will never forget the predator of your soul. Do you remember that message he preached in February? Put your hands together one more time for this young man of God as he comes to preach. Brother Judah Williams. Come on, somebody, can you keep putting your hands together but for Jesus in this house? Come on, somebody, can we just take a moment before we go any, for, any further and can we just give God a great praise in this place? Come on, somebody, I don't know what you went through in your day. I don't know what your work looked like, but can we just take a moment and can we give him some praise in this house? God, we honor you right now, Jesus. Lord, we magnify you in this house, Jesus. We praise you. Hallelujah. It is an honor to be here tonight, standing behind this pulpit. I give great honor to Bishop Mayo. Thank you for trusting me to do this. And, uh, you know, I'm a little nervous up here tonight for a multitude of reasons. Uh, but yesterday when we were flying here and I was on the plane, I feel like God gave me something very specific tonight. So if I'm not preaching to you, I'm sorry, but there is multiple people in this house that God is trying to reach you in this place tonight. And I know you came here thinking it's just another Tuesday night and we're just going to kind of go through the motions. But let me tell you, God is ready to do something spectacular in this house tonight. Woo! Amen. I'd also like to give great honor to my family that's here, my mom and my dad and my brother and sister, my grandma. I mean, I got everybody here tonight, so if I don't preach good, I don't, I don't know what I did wrong. But uh, without any further delay, if we could get to the word of the Lord, beginning in Mark chapter 10. This is a very familiar passage of scripture, but I just feel like preaching it tonight the way God gave it to me. Amen. Beginning at verse number 46, Mark chapter 10. Verse num number 46, the Bible says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. 
And he, casting away his garments, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, I just read that, and all of us just look like a bunch of deadlocks here tonight. But this man received his sight. Amen. With the help of the Holy Ghost, for a few moments, I simply want to preach, When God Stands Still. Turn to your neighbor and say, When God Stands Still. Turn to the other neighbor that's really listening to you and say, Neighbor, I don't know if you heard him, but when God stands still. Amen. You may be seated in this house. Would first like to start by just laying a brief introduction, a brief foundation to exactly who we're dealing with in the text here. The Bible says that when Jesus was coming out of Jericho, there was, it was him and his disciples and a great number of people. And the Bible starts by saying, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. It is interesting to me that the Bible immediately classifies him by his problem. The Bible doesn't just call him Bartimaeus, but the Bible calls him blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. You see, Bartimaeus had been in the situation that he had been in so long that people began to identify him by his problem. It wasn't just him, but it was blind Bartimaeus. And then the Bible also goes on to say the son of Timaeus. The son of Timaeus roughly translated means defiled, unclean, or impure. Bartimaeus had been in the predicament that life had thrown at him for so long that his very identity was unclean, impure, and defiled. And I know there's people in this house tonight that you're standing here and or you're sitting here on a Tuesday night with your suit on and you're sitting here with your dress on but there are some things that have happened in your life that have caused your identity to be defiled by the situation that you are in and you can come in here and you could get your little shout on on a Tuesday night but when you go home and you look in the mirror you're faced with the situation that is connected to your identity He's lived like this for so many years, and it was believed in that time period that, that blindness, blindness was a divine retribution for sin. So we also see this happen, and I believe it's in uh, the book of John, chapter 9, when Jesus meets the blind man at the gate, Bishop Mayo, and he begins to heal him of his blindness that the scribes and the Pharisees began to say one to another, well, why did he do this? They start arguing. They start bickering. Even the disciples were saying, they, asked, they went up to Jesus and said, Jesus, what is, was it his parents that sinned or was it him that sinned? And the Bible said that God said it was neither his parents nor him, but it was the will of the Father that God healed him of his blindness that day. So blindness in the Bible in that day and age already had a retribution that, hey, if you're blind, you did something wrong. If you're blind, then it's your fault that you're blind. 
And at the end of that verse, all we know is they're questioning the man and they're grilling this man at the gate and they're saying, well, you know, did, was he a prophet? Did he look weird? They were, they were going down the list. And finally the man gets frustrated and he says, all I know is I was blind and now I see. The man didn't sit there and get confused with how it was done, why it was done, who did it, when it was done. But all he said is, you know what? I had a problem and I don't have a problem anymore. There's some people in this house, you've been waiting on certain circumstances. You've been waiting on certain things. And God's just telling you, you need to just get ready for it to happen. It, you, don't, you may not know when it's going to happen. You may not know who it's going to happen through. But you just need to get ready for it to happen. Verse, verse 47 says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Media team, if you could just leave that verse up there. I want to try and help us paint a little bit better of a picture of what was going on that day. So I'm going to need a blind man. Brother Andy, can you be my blind man? But we got to make this authentic, so I'm going to need you to take your tie off. Go ahead, we're going to get that tie off, and we're going to get that tie around his eyes because the blind man can't see. Amen. Oh, I'll re he said I'll be retying it after just in case anybody was wondering. So we have our blind man here, and later on in the verse we'll read, but the Bible says that he had a cloak about him. So this was the best I could do for a cloak tonight. Hopefully nobody at the Marabou Hotel sees this tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. But this is our blind beggar tonight, and now we need our blind beggar to be by the wayside. So I need you to just sit here, Brother Andy. There's some steps right there. You got it. There it is. And I need you to beg. Pretty good beggar. <laughs> so this is blind Bartimaeus, day in, day out, for who knows how many years of his life. This is blind Bartimaeus. The Bible says that Jesus was on his way, so I needed Jesus. I'm going to use my brother tonight to be Jesus. Come on, bub. And then I need a multitude of people. I need about 10 people to just come up here real quick. Colby Scott, you better come up here right now. This is my brother from another mother right here. I'm so thankful he's here with me tonight. I need nine more people. Quick, quick, quick. Come on. I just need nine people. Come on. Come on. I need help. Come on, bro. Don't leave me hanging now. Okay, I'm going to have you guys come over here. I'm going to have everybody come over here. Isaac, come over here. I need a few more people, a few more people. Quick, quick, quick. All right. Jesus was in the middle. Jesus was in the middle, and the people were surrounding him. So I need everyone to surround Jesus right now. Go ahead, get around him and... Now I want you guys to begin to just talk to Jesus. Start asking him questions. This is Jesus here, the son of Nazareth. Start, come on, just start talking to him. Jesus, I need you to do a miracle for me. Come on, but there's a ton of people. I need you guys to really get into it. Come on, raise the voices. I'm working with C-grade actors here, y'all. I'm doing my best, okay? Come on, a little bit louder, y'all. Keep on, on, come on. Get louder, louder, come on. This is Jesus, the son of Nazareth. God, I need help, Jesus. My bank account isn't where I need it to be, Jesus. I need more money. Come on, somebody. Make it authentic. All right. This is going to have to work. 
So while this is happening over here, keep it going. Don't stop now. Keep it going. We have a beggar that's by the wayside. He wants to know where to get chicken nuggets. Oh, Lord, this is going south real quick. Come on, louder, y'all, louder. So this is going on, and this beggar, there we go. Now they're getting it. All right, pause real quick. The Bible says that the beggar didn't even hear Jesus' voice. He just heard that Jesus was in the midst. And when he heard that Jesus was in the midst, continue, he cried out. Go ahead. A little louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. A little louder, Andy, a little louder. <laughs> he got to the point pause 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 he got to the point where he got louder than the crowd so i'm gonna have y'all start walking and he really put it on here <laughs> and the bible says that the first time he said this jesus didn't blink an eye jesus didn't give him two cents God kept walking straight along. But the second time he said it, the Bible says that Jesus stood still. But Jesus didn't just stand still that day, Bishop Mayo. Eternity stood still. The way maker stood still. The provider stood still. The healer stood still. But the healer only stood still because the beggar wasn't too modest to get his attention. The provider only stood still because he didn't have too much dignity in his heart to get his attention. God kept on walking. But when blind Bartimaeus finally got to the point where he said, I don't care who's around me. I don't care who's trying to stop me. I need Jesus. So many times we come into his presence. We come into atmospheres just like this. And God's walking straight past us. But our dignity won't allow us to get to him. Our shame face won't allow us to get to him. What other people think won't allow us to get to him. The Bible says, and commanded him to be called. And they call the blind man saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. The same people who were just shushing him now had to obey and usher him into the presence of the Almighty. I said the same people who were trying to shush his praise, who were trying to stop his miracle, now became the people that brought him to the miracle. When blind Bartimaeus gets there, let's go to the next verse, verse 48. Sorry, I missed the point, but this is good. I'm not going to miss it. The Bible said that he casted away his garments. You see, there's a significance in him casting away his garments because the garments in the Bible is what identified beggars. 
I said, their garments is what identified them. And he understood that when I got the attention of Jesus, I'm not going to let what I usually wear be for me when I get in his presence. I'm not going to let what I usually do be on me when I get into his presence. I know I'm standing up as a beggar, but I know when I come back, I will be a beggar no longer. How many times do we come into his presence with garments of bitterness on our, on our shoulders? How many times do we walk into his presence with garments of hate on our shoulders? How many times do we walk into a place of the miraculous with the very thing that's holding us on our shoulders? So good, so good. Woo! Verse 49, the Bible says... And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Let's go to verse 49. Verse 50, I apologize. And he kept, verse 51, I got 748 and 51 mixed up. And Jesus answered unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? God still didn't even acknowledge that he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. God just kind of nonchalantly says, what do you want? Can you imagine if that happened in today's generation? We come up to Jesus. God, I have all these problems. Jesus, I need you to listen. God says, what do you want? That's why sometimes we get bitter when we're met with our man of God. When we walk up into a place and we start saying, and he said, what, what, are, what are you doing? I'm not going to go too far in there. That's for Bishop Mayo to talk about right there. <laughs> but the Bible says, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He has no reservation. God, all I need is for you to make a way. God, I don't care how you treat me. I don't care what you put me through. I don't care what you want me to do, Lord. All I want is my sight back, Jesus. God, I've been living in this predicament for 20 years, God. I've been living in this predicament since it happened to me when I was a 10-year-old kid, God. And all I want is my sight back, Jesus. This is where it hits. Next verse. Verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. God didn't raise a single finger. God didn't speak a single word. God didn't do a single thing. But God said, because of what you did, you unlocked the miracle in your life. Because of what you did, you unlocked blessing in your life. Because of what you did, you un... Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, you better get this tonight. So many times we're waiting on God. God, when are you going to show me the sign? God, when are you going to show me what I'm supposed to do? God, when are you going to turn my life around? God, when are you going to bring the miraculous in my life? And God is waiting on you. God is waiting for you to make the step. God is waiting for you to make the step into the miraculous. Thank you, guys. I don't think it was an accident that God uses sight. Musicians, you can make your way. 
we understand that when the human body loses one sense, that the other senses are heightened to overcompensate for the loss of one sense. Blind Bartimaeus, he couldn't see Jesus. He couldn't feel Jesus. He couldn't touch Jesus. He couldn't smell Jesus, and he couldn't taste Jesus. But all he needed was to know that he was in proximity. In a generation, we are looking for signs and wonders. God, would you paint it out for me as a picture? God, I won't move until I see it. God, just tell me when and I'll do it. And most of the time, God is saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm not going to show you when. But I walk into your circumstance every Sunday morning. I walk into your circumstance every Sunday night. I walk into your circumstance every Tuesday. I walk into your circumstance every Wednesday night at prayer. I've given you opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. But when are you going to seize the opportunity? The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I know I didn't preach a fancy sermon. I know it wasn't polished, but all I came here to preach tonight is that if you will give God your faith, God will give you your miracle. There's some people... I don't know, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I know there's some people who tomorrow there's gonna be some things slapping you face in the mirror that you need a miracle on. And God's saying, here's your opportunity. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Here's your moment. There's some people you gotta go face some things this week, and God's saying, here's your opportunity, here's your moment. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, I don't know what you're going through, but here's your opportunity tonight, right here in this place. But you gotta get a little undignified right now. Come on, somebody, you gotta make your way down to the altar right now. I don't care if there's nobody else in the altar. Jesus, I need a miracle, God. Lord, I don't care who's watching. I don't care who's seeing. God, right now, I need my breakthrough. Jesus, the son of David. Have mercy on me, Jesus, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. Come on, somebody, right now. This is your moment for your miracle. This is your moment for your breakthrough. This is your moment for a change in your life. Come on, somebody, don't wait for your neighbor. Don't wait for anybody else around you. This is your time right here. Go ahead, somebody, get your breakthrough right now. Get your miracle right now. Get your deliverance right now. And get it in Jesus' name. I'll give you glory. I'll give you praise. Cause my enemy. I'll give you glory. I'll give you praise. Cause my enemy. Come on, somebody. I'll give you glory. I'll give you praise. Come on, somebody. Your breakthrough is dependent on you. Your miracle is dependent on you. Are you tired of living the way you've been? Are you tired of the situation that you've been in?
Two. Two.